0: welcome to the entrepreneurs visiting victor podcast with victor Daddage, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business here's your host victor Daddage.
1: all right welcome to entrepreneurs visiting victor i'm your host victor Daddage. i hope you're having an amazing day support today we have a great guest he is a researcher, writer, and transformational coach based in San Francisco, California. He has over 10 years' experience helping over 1,000 people grow into greater purpose and energy. And his research interests focus on the intersection of home, personal growth, and human-centered design. And you can find his work at homelifedesignlab.com. And before that, um,
0: he worked in nonprofits and real estate marketing. So let's welcome Matt Barrios. How are you doing today, Matt? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much, Victor, for having me. I'm yeah, I'm excited to be a part of this today. It's great to have you on. So Matt, let's like get started. But as you two, please share your story. How did you wind up becoming an entrepreneur? You know, I had uh, the the path that a lot of entrepreneurs have, where it's like a, a winding one. Uh, I I find that a lot of entrepreneurs, like myself, are ones who are curious about a lot of things. Love learning. I think actually the ability to learn is a key fixture to being a good entrepreneur. So um, yeah, how how that worked for me. Um, starting back in grade school, always excelled. Loved education. Loved learning tons and tons of stuff. Really honed my abilities as a researcher from a young age. As a kid, like figuring out the internet before the internet was like really taking off. And then next thing I know, I'm in college. I'm deciding uh, whether to go down the route of engineering and architecture or uh, more humanities-based English and so on. Went down the English route, wanted to become an an academic, a researcher. Eventually, I decided that I'm going to, uh, yeah, really focus on something that was a curveball for me, which was really going down the path of religion and religious studies. Uh, became a minister in a church for a chunk of time. And uh, that's where I feel like I got to hone some really, really special personal skills, which, you know, any kind of business is all about people as well, as well, and making sure that you're serving them, paying attention to their needs and so on. So uh, fast forward, uh, you know, several years, I always had side projects, even while I was a minister, while I was in real estate, while I was in all of it, right? Like, I always had these side projects where it would be coaching some people. I have training in a certain form of transformational coaching called spiritual direction, which is uh, dedicated to the big questions of life, purpose, identity, so on. And uh, and so I would always do coaching for folks. And I eventually realized, man, I just want to go full speed ahead into helping people, coaching them, uh, offering those services, and starting my own business with all of that. So there's a quick flyover background. Mostly I'm a very curious person who loves to learn, loves side projects, loves make making side projects into larger things, uh, and very, very people oriented and research oriented. So yeah, that's where where it comes from for me. Okay. No, that's really cool. So basically since you were a little kid, you just
1: always love to learn. That's just something you're always curious about things. And and, you know, and you hone your research skills where you were young. And then, you know, you did that for many years. And you then decided where well, you want to be, be an engineer or architecture for arts and English. And you decided to go for English. And then later, you went into religious studies and became a minister. And uh, so you did that for a little while. And you, you further honed your skills of, you know, building relationships, talking to people, understanding people, serving people, paying attention to their needs and their wants. So that, you know, that definitely served you well for the future while you were doing that. But even when you're doing stuff like religious studies and doing ministering, you always had side projects you work on. You were helping people, coaching people on the side as well. And then after a while, um, you decided you wanted to do this full science. So it was a gradual thing, but it seems like something you always enjoyed doing, going back to when you were a little kid, combining your research studies with your people skills and relationship skills, which is I think, served you well over the last, uh you know, how many years you've been doing it. now um before I go into all your, you know your 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 personal coach transformational coaching you also uh, worked a little bit in um real estate marketing and nonprofits so you might talk a little bit about that before we well, well you know, go into your transformational coach,
0: coaching absolutely yeah I'd love to share more about that so um uh so yeah I would say My time in real estate, uh, I was a marketing director for a real estate group in Southern California, Um, Palos Verdes, California, to be exact. It's an incredible, beautiful part of the world, Uh, cliffy, beautiful ocean views and everything. Uh, Also, there's like a surprising amount of large, gigantic properties that are gorgeous. And so there's a lot of resources that go into real estate. Uh, and so I was part of a real estate group um, that was doing pretty well, uh, if I do say so myself, and I got to be uh, director of marketing there. So that involved a number of things, especially getting getting us up to speed in digital marketing in that group. So things like newsletter management, social media, uh, along with all the kind of classics of real estate uh having those graphic design pamphlets created for each property um, that you can circulate circulate uh, uh to people and all of that uh business cards and and so on so uh, uh all of that mixed with a lot of partnership uh, meeting people connecting the real estate group to that I connected or that I was working with, to other real estate groups because uh, real estate especially is a highly, highly relational field where it's all about relationship management with clients and with uh, fellow real estate uh, uh, realtors and real estate agents. So uh, it's all about like a high value for reciprocity and delivering tons of value. Um, So all that to say, like that was the background in real estate uh, that I'm really very proud of and so, so, so enjoyed. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a, a good glimpse of my background there. You know, very good. Now, thanks for
1: sharing that. So, yeah, you did real estate for a while. You eventually got to be director of marketing. You, know, you did, you know, a bunch of digital marketing as well as a real estate marketing. And you worked in partnerships and meeting people. And again, the reason I wanted to ask you about this is because I think real estate has a lot to do with relationships. And you just confront everything and disaster. So very relationship oriented, getting people together, a lot of reciprocity, and, and I'm sure that definitely helped you, uh, you know, in, in really improve your people and relationship skills even more. Because yeah. the reason I ask is because I think a lot, a lot of people in this digitally, they think all oh, I need to do is push some buttons and and I'm going to make money. You cannot in most of, most endeavors, you still need to talk to people, serve people, build relationships, yeah. and that's never going to go away. So want to ask you because because you're confirming everything that i've always thought because every you know yeah. all it's a huge part of your success has been you're building these wonderful relationships with people and just you know just helped to you so many ways so now so now you move from real estate marketing and you know you're coaching people so uh, how long have you been doing that you know full time
0: uh yeah so uh, i've been doing it for the last year and a half and um uh, that was when i left my job doing church work ministry work and uh, shifted focus entirely to combination of things one was uh, taking care of my baby and just like wanting to really uh, feed into her life in her early years she was super tiny and I just wanted to give her as much attention as I could as a dad and the other thing was uh, again this entrepreneurial itch where I think most most people I know who are entrepreneurs also as much as like we just want to make big things happen we want to do it on our own terms like we would rather be the point people We'd, we we want to make things um set the vision set the strategy have the relationships build them for ourselves create platform all of that mm-hmm. um so that's that's kind of when that shift took place uh leaving that work and then entering full bore into uh coaching people around their their homes. Uh, before that, I was doing it part-time um, on a part-time basis, which was great. Uh, and had a handful of clients over the years to keep the skills sharpening. And um, not a handful, m- lots and lots of clients uh, over the years. And yeah, it, it's just been a great joy to, to get to do this work.
1: That's awesome, yeah, and definitely a great feeling is being able to make a difference in people's lives and help them, and you've helped out over a 1,000 people, so that's definitely something to be proud of, and so you, and you've been doing it full-time for the past year and a half, and in the meantime, you also help take care of your daughter, and you're doing it part-time before, and uh, so, you know, and, and then I want to ask you a little further about that, because obviously, you know, you have a baby, you have your wife and all, so obviously, you, you got to balance your time between spending time with your family, as well as spending time you know, you know what you find. So, so right. what would you, you know, first I want to ask you: How do you create meaningful relationships at home? Because obviously, you do it a lot of people, but it's also so important to do it at home. A lot of people are, yeah. are masters at one, but not necessarily masters. Yeah, some some are good at home, but bad with, outside. But some are good outside, but not so good at, at home. So, how do you how do you create you know that kind of really good relationship you know with your family at home, the meaningful ones?
0: That's that's an absolute fact, Victor. Some people are really great at uh, relationships at home and others aren't and others like focus all that relational energy with business or uh, whatever sort of work that they're doing. I'd say um, if we're zooming in on what makes for a great relationship with home on a theoretical, on like an abstract level, it's uh, making the target intimacy. Uh, There's this old saying kind of floating around the coaching world that intimacy stands for into me, see um, so it's a little kitschy, but it's accurate. So that's why I still use it. Um, it, intimacy requires self-disclosure. It requires us saying things about ourselves and opening that door up for other people to say things about themselves. This is applicable in relationships of all sorts, right? Um, it's applicable in, in a podcast interview, even, you know what I mean? Just like inviting people to speak about themselves and their lives. Right now let's get tactical on what that looks like at the home in particular Uh, i feel i feel that there's a few important uh kind of key fixtures to that one is protecting quality time uh that looks like scheduling time whether it's consistent consistent rhythmic time in the morning to connect with a partner family roommates um or it's consistent date nights that's what i do with my wife The other big thing that I think often gets overlooked, and I'd argue it's actually the keystone habit of a great home life, is hosting. Uh, For there to be a rhythm around hosting where every week, every other week, every month, whatever works for you, you are inviting people into your home, into your life, making them a great meal, showing them some love and care. And that's the stuff that leads to really, really great relationships uh, not only with the people that you live with, but also uh, friends and family who you don't live with. And the weird thing that I've noticed about hosting is that it's an all hands on deck job for uh, a family, right? So you go get the house clean, you uh, you know, you prep the meal, you go grocery shopping together, and the result is that you're like some something's catalyzed with the family to relate and be on the same page for a project that's of service to other people. And so I find that that's actually an interesting, unexpected way to build relationships with folks is actually to enter into a, a home project with one another that is about people beyond the home. So there's like a quick uh, smattering of things, thoughts that I think are really important for how to create really meaningful Relationships with home and with people at home.
1: Oh interesting. That's some really good stuff that you shared. I like that the intimacy into me see. I like that. Yes, you talked about self-disclosure, opening yourself up, which I think also is very good. Spe- scheduling quality time with your family, and you also mentioned date nights in, which I I think is a really great idea because every a lot of married couples I talked to, they said you know having that date night in there just keeps the the fire, the passion, the love there. They they said it's been really helpful for the marriage. So, they don't fall into a rut. So, I, I totally agree. And I like that fine idea of hosting people into your home, into your life, you know, you know, whatever, every week, every other week, every month. And it leads to great relationships with those people. But it also helps. Um, It's a, you said it's an all hands on uh, deck job for the family. So, everyone's involved and something catalyzed, everyone, you know, working together you know, to serve people. And I guess it brings the family close because you're all in this together. It seems like you have the same mission and you're working together, and I think that helps to bond the family together. So that seems to make a lot of sense, and I think it's a great idea. Hopefully those uh, listening will, uh, you know, listen to them, you know, consider doing that as well in their own families. The next thing I'd like to ask you is, because now, uh, you know, and this is something people struggle with, trying to create healthy boundaries between work and home. So what what would you say is the best framework to create those healthy boundaries between work and home?
0: Yeah, you know, I, I think especially in a work from home world that a lot of us are living in now, you know, right now I'm working in our bedroom office. This is where my workstation is and this is where I sleep and this is where, you know, all of it, right? Uh, and so my wife is also working from home a couple days out of the week. She's got a hybrid job. So for a lot of us, the boundaries between work and home, they're they're not going to happen by an office right? And, and a commute. They're going to happen because we make particular mindset shifts, or we make particular boundaries on our time, or in our spaces. So a quick flyover, I, I have gone like deep, deep into this topic, and um, created a workshop around it. And I created a framework around it after researching this with a ton of people and kind of gathering their experiences. That framework I call the mustard framework. Um, uh M-S-T-T-R-D. It stands for Mind, Space, Time, Tech, Relationships, and Delight. Now, I go into deep, deep dive into this in in a workshop I created. But just to fly over, um, the important thing to do is to remember that our minds can't be in one place. Like, our physical bodies can be in one place. We can be at home, but our minds can be completely cluttered with things going on at work, right? That's, like, the principal problem that we find when we're trying to create good boundaries between work and home. And, uh, and the ways that we help our minds shift has to do with things like changing spaces. So look, I I don't spend much time at my workstation. If I'm not working, I go to the living room, I go to the kitchen. I'm like at the dining room table. I got to be in a different space than this desk, which is my pounded out, make things happen space. But, That's different from if I'm going to like head out for a walk or something, uh, pushing a stroller, right? Like that's a different life. Um, Time, tech, uh, you know, I have boundaries on my time with my work. Um, I don't let it keep going and going and going. There are those days where I got to push through and make lots of things happen. uh, And sometimes I'm up until midnight to hit a deadline, right? And those things happen, Uh, but that's not normal, right? That's very abnormal. tech turning off those notifications as much as you can so you're not interrupted with work the r for relationships is remembering that there are people in our lives uh, both coworkers, family members best friends the people who that that best friend that we still owe a phone call for months ago right like those kinds of people are worth cherishing and uh, it's actually part of having good boundaries between work and life that allows us to nourish those, uh, nurture those relationships. And finally, delight, just the fact that we get to enjoy the whole process. Um, we get to enjoy our work. We get to enjoy our time at home, savor good meals, have a good time. And, uh, and so all that together, I go into a, a much deeper dive about what are real tactical boundaries that you can set, like... Uh, on each of these dimensions in this mustard framework in my workshop. So yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of people having good work-home boundaries because the big benefit is that you actually show up to work with better focus and flow and you get to fully show up to your home, to rest, to uh, your hobbies, to your relationships at home uh, with a lot more delight. So I'm I'm huge, huge, huge in the importance of work-home boundaries. Yeah,
1: and you made me just think of something, and I'm going to go over the things you just said, because uh, you know, the uh, benefit of the work homebound is because there's a lot of delight if you enjoy all those things that you mentioned. Is, it made me realize something. If you're always working, you're working nonstop, 16, 18 hours a day, but you're not enjoying yourself, you're not enjoying your family, your friends, you're not going, you, know, you don't go yeah. away somewhere. Your subconscious mind to see all this is drudgery. It's not going to be happy about helping you succeed exactly. at what you want to do. If you don't reward yourself, so your subconscious mind is going to see a struggle. But if you reward yourself with these things you mentioned, relationships, the celebration, the subconscious mind says, oh, this is fun. If I complete these tasks, I'm going to get these goodies. So uh, that's one thing, you know, you, it made me think of when you mention all these things. So you, if you say your mind can be cluttered with a whole bunch of things, and you mentioned so, you're changing space. Like if you're not doing work, get away from your work. If you want to deliver go out. Um. Yeah, and I like you mentioned, turn off the notification, so you got to focus on something because it's so easy to get distracted. Um, executives do this at work. If they have an important phone call, a foreign meeting, or, something, you know, a foreign report, they have to go. They tell their assistant, no calls. Don't let anyone bother me for the next hour because they don't want to be distracted. And you got to be the same way. Turn off your phone, put on airplane mode, make sure no distractions. You know, the relationships you mentioned, now just be your family, your friends, you know, the, the friend you've been meaning to for over the last two months, must them, you know, and let they go away. I'm enjoy, enjoy the whole process, and you know yes. you'll get benefits out of all that. So I definitely think and the things you shared is very important because you balance all those things out. You're gonna you're gonna be happy. You're gonna be more productive, and you're just gonna enjoy life more. Now it, you also talk about uh, a link between mental health and home life. Would you care to expand upon that
0: a little bit? Yeah, I think it dovetails right off of the topic of good boundaries between work and home. When we do that, we some of what we reap is good mental health. Um, and there's no doubt about it. I think it, you look around, you look around the internet, you have conversations with friends. Lots of people are struggling with mental health. Uh, and not only is does that matter because it's a human problem, um, a lot of people, uh, and this is where like the entrepreneurial side of it gets into it. But um, I read this, this uh, article the other day that Actually, the highest number, uh, the highest amount of VC funding uh, in 2022 was given to mental health startups, which says something. It says this is a huge problem that we really, really, really need to solve. And there's a lot of opportunity um, that is untapped to be the people who are going to, like, create businesses that solve that, right? Now, will business solve it? Will it not, I don't know, but maybe businesses can prompt people getting more time together, uh, people getting extra space mentally, uh, getting some healing and so on from their past. So that's where I believe, um, yeah, like mental health is, is no doubt about it. It's just really important. Now, applying that to home our homes are the soil that we're growing out of, right? Like the average person spends two thirds of their life at home. Uh, so if home's not going well, well, you know, and work's going great. Well, you're still going to have to be at home for two thirds of your life, man. Like that's the way it works. Like that's the way it works for everybody. And so if, if like our homes are the, like the place where we lay our heads, isn't a place that's going to help us deal with moments of depression, deal, deal with moments of anxiety, um, help us push through fears or insecurities or what, what have you, then, uh, we're not going to find it elsewhere. Right. Like, so I, I'm a huge proponent of creating the sort of structures in the home life that will, uh, like a trellis that a plant grows on. Right. Like, uh, that creates good structure for our minds to keep expanding, be elevated. And I know it's easier said than done, because I know people are facing real hard things, um, real, real hurts, real pains. And I think there's a way through it. Um, and that's what I stand for with people.
1: Okay, now, thanks for sharing that. And definitely
0: a lot of people who struggle with mental health.
1: I did not know what you, you know, you shared that, the highest amount of DC funding last year was given to mental health stars. So, obviously, they're very well aware of that. And you also mentioned yeah. two thirds of your life is spent at home. So, even if things are going well at work, if things are not going well at home, it's not, it's going to still going to be tough for you. So, you definitely uh, need to do uh, that home and improve your mental health. And, you know, then you know, definitely work to help people out with that. Um, one last question I'd like to ask was um, you was know, is all something you work on this personal development as well can you talk about the importance of personal development because I think sometimes people don't um are not aware how much matters both for their work for their career for the success not just you know for their business and work but also for their home life so um can you talk a little bit about the importance of personal development mindset oh,
0: absolutely yeah so um one of the things that I found because I'm doing this extensive research on people's homes around the world and the importance of uh home as like, like I said, the soil that we're all growing out of is that home can be a place that grows us or it's a place that keeps us stuck. Right. And that has to do with our relationships. It has to do with our rhythms and routines. It, it might even have to do with the design of the space itself. Maybe we actually need, uh, you know, to, to liven up the place with walls and, uh, with wall art and plants, the sort of things that elevate us. Um, Sometimes it means a full-on change of scenery. It's time to move. Like for reals, that's an important layer that sometimes is the thing that will unlock personal growth for us. Because personal growth is a multifaceted, multidimensioned thing. Um, You know, it has to do with our minds. It has to do with our habits, our bodies, um, our motivation. So if I were to just like, you know, write somebody up a prescription for what does great personal growth at home look like. It's going to look like, um, health and fitness. So paying attention to nutrition, uh, not over indulging in, uh, alcohol and, and so on, you know, have a little enjoy yourself, but, but, you know, keep a lid on it. Right. Um, do, do workouts. I'm a huge fan of weightlifting and that I go to a gym and do that. That's really important for good health. Um, and that's just my technique, but other people's bodies respond to different exercises differently. So find the thing that is the exercise that you really, really enjoy, all the better if you can make it ultra convenient and do it from your home. Um, if you're an independent, motivated person who likes to work out from home, remove those barriers of entry and and uh work out at home. That's great. Um, so that's kind of like uh, on the physical layer. The other part has to do with the mental layer. Um meditation prayer those moments of quiet and stillness uh technology off you know no noise right unless if it's noise that like uh, for example i meditate with a soundscape app called endel which is amazing and i i know it's like one of my finds in the last year and a half or two that i just love they do soundscapes and i tell you what they're like perfect for meditative slowness reflection or also, they've got a setting that's just for focus and like knocking things out and getting things done. That's like very motivating. Um, so I believe mindset-wise, meditation and even sometimes leveraging sound in order to help you meditate or help you be in the state of mind that you need to to really grow is really important. Um, and then there's the relational layer, which has everything to do with as we've already said, investing in quality time with people, sharing those special moments, having those deep conversations with a lot of self-disclosure is really, really important for uh, growth. Because, uh, you know, I think a lot of folks fall into the trap of thinking per- like personal growth is all out there somewhere. It's all out there professionally. It's in a new workshop. It's in a new skill acquired It's in, um, you know, a a new personal record on the bench press um, at the gym or something like it's out there somewhere. And I would just say, what if personal growth is like in your own home? And I think for the people who find ways for personal growth to be in their own home, those are the folks who come back to a place of personal growth and live two thirds of their life in a place that is stoking personal growth through good health, nutrition, good rest, good uh, relationships, all of it. So I'm a huge fan of personal growth being a place that we make it a point to set an environment for that in our own homes.
1: So definitely agree with you. And we start off with the physical part, health and fitness, nutrition, exercise and workout. And that's all very important. I'm, I'm a holistic health coach, so I'm very big on all this stuff, getting the exercise and also getting proper nutrition. It's gonna make all the difference in the world. And you're right, better if you can do it all from home and uh, in the mental side. Yeah, I I like meditation, too. I think having that science and you also can have that music in the background. Like you mentioned, that's also very helpful. And most successful people, they use some sort of meditation or morning mindfulness exercises. I think like 90 percent of from Tim Ferriss, the author of the 4-hour work week when he did his survey, but 90 percent of them do want to do of exercises in the morning. Prayer, silence, all very good stuff. Uh, Having that silence is very important. And if you could do like 10, 15 minutes of quiet time every day, if you can you control your mind you control your body, you can't you can't do it for 10 minutes. That means you can't control most other things. So it's only 10, 15 minutes a day. So it's something to about. If you can control, you can control pretty much anything because one of the things we have problems we have is we can't control ourselves. This is one way of learning to control, and there's a lot of other health benefits as well to it. So and you mentioned rest and sleep, that's very important. Most people don't get enough sleep. Yeah. And and you're not alert you're, you're just you're more likely to get anxious irritable again it's car accidents all these things and people who don't get enough sleep do not live as long so you need to get the seven to eight hours don't do five or six hours you might do it for a couple of days but in general try to get the 78 hours of sleep and then again you mentioned the relationship part that's all very important and if you can do it as much as possible from home uh, it's even better so listen uh, Matt, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a real pleasure having you on. You shared a lot of great tips, a lot of great value. I and mean, I know the people that are listening to this appreciate all that you shared. And if people want to get in touch with you, Matt, what is the best way for them to contact you?
0: Yeah, a few a few really good ways. I'm going to give you two websites. One is homelifedesignlab.com, which is uh, my company that Uh, does uh, research with people around the world in order to leverage, give you research backed information to help you transform your quality of life at home. If that strikes your fancy, sign up for the newsletter. Also on the top of that webpage, uh, if you are, you know, really into the work home boundaries conversation that we're having just at the very top of it, click workshop. um, And then it'll take you to my framework, my special workshop on, work home boundaries. So homelifedesignlab.com. Second website I'll give you is just mattbarrios.me. Go there. You're going to have links to everything that I'm up to. All my social profiles, all of it. Would love to follow along. If you uh, connect with me, send me a DM or something. I'd love to get in touch and let me know that you heard me here. Uh, It'd be awesome to hear from you. Yeah, those are the two places.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks again, Matt. I really appreciate it. Have yourself
0: an amazing day. You too, Victor. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five star rating review and have an awesome day.